to the preaching and teaching ministry of Brian Burke International. Hi, I'm Revivalist Brian Burke, and I pray this teaching brings revolutionary change into your life and ministry, and that it will stir you to rise in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now let's get started. Glory to Jesus Christ forevermore. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I got a testimony I want to talk to you about. It's not my testimony, it's the testimony of God. Somebody say the testimony of God. Have you ever heard the testimony of God? God's got a testimony. God is a faith God. He believed for something to come to pass. And he got a testimony out of it. And he told the whole world a testimony. <laughs> Somebody say, God's got a testimony. Hallelujah. That testimony makes the devil mad. That testimony shakes the world. That testimony makes the rulers of the world tremble. Makes them shake when they hear about God's testimony. Because now they're going to have to line up to God. They're going to line up with the will of God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. Somebody say the testimony of God. Father, we just thank you today for what you're about to do in this place. We give you praise for faith at a high level. Hallelujah. For supernatural healing. For supernatural miracles to take place in our physical bodies, in our finances in circumstances that we cannot control there are many things father that we do not control and you know of those things those things trouble many of us but god you are in control of all things all things are under your power the word says that all things are in the power of the word of god there's nothing that you cannot do father we believe it this morning in the name of Jesus. We put our hope and our faith in you right now. And we thank you for the victory in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. All right, go to Matthew chapter 16. And there's the testimony of God, the beginning of it. Actually, no, it's in the fulfillment process. Matthew 16, verse 13. And let me, get, let me give it to you straight up so you know what the testimony is so I don't keep you guessing. The testimony is of God is his son, Jesus Christ. God has no other message but his son. The Lord is saying in verse 13, the scripture is saying, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? That's the, one of the most important questions you could ask somebody. God wants to know what people think of him. Jesus wants to know if they know. He wants to know if you know. Because you cannot obey what you don't know. You cannot obey, you cannot do what you don't know. I discovered the other day that I may not know everything, but whatever I know, I can be obedient to. 
I may so I may not have 100% knowledge, but I can surely have 100% obedience. If you obey what you know. Jesus asked them, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Because everything, your answer, this answer that you will give, your whole life and your destiny and your future hinges on your answer to this question right here. Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And here's their answer. They said, some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. That's about how far their revelation came of Jesus, the Son of God. And he asked them now more directly, but who do you say that I am? You know what other people say. You know what other people think. You know what the preachers think. But who do you say? Do you have a revelation of who I am? Do you have a revelation of who the one is who is standing here in the midst of you? Jesus said to them, the people of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah. And he said, greater than Jonah is here. The queen of Sheba came all the way from many nations to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. He said, but greater than Solomon is here. Amen. Who do you say that I, the son of man, am? And Simon Peter stood up and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. He said, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed when you have that revelation of the testimony of God. You are blessed. We pass by this revelation as if it's trivial. Oh, yeah, we know Jesus is the Christ. Oh, yeah, we know Jesus is the Son of God. Please don't mock the simplicity of this truth of the testimony of God. Jesus said, blessed are you, Peter, for flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you, but my Father. You could have only gotten this from the Father. The voice of the Father put that on the inside of you. It's the testimony of God. The Father testifies of the Son. You got to hear me on this. Father God has no other testimony but to point to the Son of God. And Jesus has no other testimony but to point to the Father. He will bring you to the Father. No man can come unto God except through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Life. Somebody say life. He is the life that is being poured out into you amen he is the truth that's being poured out into you he is the way hallelujah that you need to walk in amen that's why we sing that song we're walking and we're moving and we're living it we're never going to be the same because jesus is all about you it's not just a song we sing amen it's the truth we live amen it's about jesus hallelujah Blessing gets pronounced upon those that have a revelation of who Jesus is. Because until you know who Jesus is, you cannot walk in intimacy with him. You cannot walk in relationship with him. Oh, come on church. Come on church. Come on church. 
My, my only motivation in here is to get you to grow, to get you to grow up, to get you to mature in the things of God. Because the Holy Ghost told me only what's of the Spirit of God can resonate the born-again spirit. Amen. So I got to be very careful to speak the words of the Lord because they will resonate. They will quicken you. They will lifen you to mature in the things of God and will change you to be a revolutionary in the army of God. Amen. That's why I keep telling people, God didn't call you to sit. God called you to go. You've got to have the motivation to go. I don't care how long you've been saved. You could have been saved maybe one month, maybe one day, one week. But you've got to get the go on the inside of you. If you became a follower of Jesus, you're going to get the go. Amen. Jesus started his ministry by telling people, follow me. Come after me. He that wants to come after me must first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow. He said the birds of the airs have nests. The foxes have holes. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Didn't mean that he didn't have a house. It just meant that his ministry was on the go. Was on the go. He didn't comfortable. He didn't go sit on the beach. With a nice cup of iced tea and watch the birds fly by and hear the crashing of the waves and say, my, how wonderful this is. Jesus didn't have any time to go to the beach. He was on the go. So blessing came. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. In other words, nobody had this testimony except the Father. And anybody that had that testimony heard it from the Father. There's no other way for you to know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, except by revelation, except by the testimony of the Father. But when you get that revelation, it will turn you into a born-again believer that is willing to die, willing to give up their life, their breath for the Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. Would that we have believers like that today. Amen. God wants believers like that today that say, I'm willing to die for my Savior. Wherever He wants me, I'm willing to go. Amen. So, the Father talks about, testifies about Jesus. Jesus himself says, let's go to another scripture. Verse 39 of John chapter 5. Jesus is giving a really long rebuttal starting in verse 19 of John chapter 5. Because they wanted to kill him because he said, my father works hitherto and I work. <laughs> So he basically said, I and my father, we, we are one. And they were ready to kill him. And so he starts preaching to him. He turned it to a preaching message here. And he said in verse 39, search the scriptures for yourself. Go, go find it. Go, go look through the scriptures for yourself. For in them you think you have eternal life. Like most religious people today. Search the scriptures for yourself. See, many people make the mistake to make the scriptures God. Oh, let's not go there. The search the scriptures for yourself. For in them you think you have eternal life. You think 
you have eternal life. But that Jesus is implying there's no eternal life in that. Getting quiet in this Bap Lutheran church. <laughs> we have some former Lutherans in here. We have, oh, there's one. Maybe we should say Presbyterian. <laughs> Any Presbyterian, former? Okay. We're safe there. You think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. That's all the scripture. That's, all, that's the only reason why God gave you the scripture. Not so that you could get a really deep revelation you can build your ministry on. Uh-oh. I can't help it. I was born. No, I wasn't born this way. But when the Holy Ghost came on me, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, everything changed. And the same thing's going to happen to you when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. You're going to say stuff like that. And, and thankfully, we're in a safe environment. No one's going to throw stones at me. Because, you know, people make idols out of their ministries. And they draw disciples unto themselves, and they need to suck them dry for all their finances so they can build their ministries. Glory to Jesus. He said, the scriptures testify of me. So the scriptures have a testimony. The scriptures carry, bear the testimony of God about his son. And let me give it, let me sum it up for you. Since the fall of man, through the sin of Adam, God has been testifying about his son. Satan, fallen angels, death, demons, darkness set out to try to stop his manifestation on earth. But they failed. God had to raise up a people, the nation of Israel, through which he would bring forth his son. That people had to be made ready. And you know the devil, tried to, the devil tried to even stop the birthing of that people. Amen. See, the, them coming out of Egypt, it's not about uh, Moses, a great man of God. It's about the coming of Jesus delivering his people out. The book of Joshua is not about Joshua. It's about Jesus bringing you into the promised land. Amen. Everything in the scripture is about Jesus. See, but our humanistic thinking will make it about us. It's all about me. No, we, we, we should probably rewrite that song and say, um, can I say, let me use my name. Brian, it's all about you. How crazy would that be? You know, but when we come to church, you know, you know we say, I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to get my breakthrough. See, I'm messing again. See, I'm messing with your religious philosophies and the rudiments of this world. Anyway, the devils tried to stop the nation of Israel. Why? Because the Son of God was going to come forth from that nation, right? Prophetic words had to be decreed. Prophetic words had to be spoken for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. He's coming. He's coming. The Son of God is coming. Salvation is coming. Deliverance is coming. Hallelujah. Isaiah prophesied, you heard it. A virgin shall conceive 
How would you like to be the prophet in his day and stand there on the town square and read it, the prophetic word of the Lord? The Lord says a virgin is going to get pregnant and the Son of God is going to come forth out of her. Everybody's going to think you're crazy. Amen? But he did it. He was faithful to the testimony of God. He was faithful to the testimony of Jehovah to declare the coming of the Son of God. What were the prophets doing? They were preparing the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. The final one that came on the scene was John the Baptist. And he was called to prepare the way of the Lord. To call the crooked things to become straight. The high things to become low. And the low things to smoothen out. Hallelujah. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And he came preaching repentance. So the people's hearts were ready to receive the Son of God. Amen somebody. It's a heart thing. It's about your heart, not all the externals. Amen? So everything had to be prophesied. And after everything was prophesied, they prophesied about his birth. They prophesied about his life. They prophesied about his anointing. They prophesied about the miracles. They prophesied about the healings. They prophesied about the salvation and the forgiveness. They even prophesied about his baptism. They prophesied about his suffering. They prophesied about his betrayal. They prophesied about his death. They prophesied about his resurrection. And they prophesied about his return and his ascension. Amen, somebody. The whole book is about Jesus. Amen. The scriptures testify of me. So let me tell you, let me ask you this. If the father has a testimony and the testimony is about the son. Amen. And if the scriptures have a testimony and the testimony is about the coming of the son. What's your testimony? Jesus said, go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel of the kingdom unto them. Teach them everything that I have taught you. Make disciples of the nations. That's the great commission. That's the great commission that all of us are involved with. Every born-again believer is involved with. That's why we give our lives because of the Son of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And one day he's coming back. The scripture talks about he's coming back. Somebody say he's coming back. All they that hope for his return, the scripture says they purify their heart. Oh, hallelujah, you need to hope for his return because we are his bride and we are being made ready, a church without spot or blemish for the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Say it, I'm being made ready. I'm being made ready to be the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. He wants a glorious church without any wrinkle, without any blemish, without any spot, without any hidden sin, without any idolatry, without any torment, without any devils. He wants a church, hallelujah, that's his church. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 15. Just laying the foundation here. In the book of Revelations, Jesus talks to the church of Ephesus, right? And he said, you've left your first love. You know who their first love was? The Son of God. The Son of God. Have you left your first love? Did it all become about religion? Did it all become about the mundane? The religious activity? 
See, religion will make you serve God out of fear. God wants you liberated, 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 free from guilt, free from guilt manipulation, free from domination guilt, free from manipulation guilt and intimidation guilt. Guilt's a motivator. It'll motivate you to do things out of fear. And that's what religion does. Amen. We don't give out of fear here. We don't come to church out of fear. Amen. We don't, uh, we don't, we don't have people on the praise and worship team out of fear. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't go to the nations out of fear. We go, hallelujah, because of the testimony of God about his son and the whole world ought to know. We ought to make him known to the whole world. Hallelujah. Are you in John chapter 15? In verse 26, when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, what shall he do? What shall he do, saints? So the Father testifies about the Son. The Scriptures testify about the Son. The Holy Ghost testifies about the Son. The Holy Ghost doesn't testify about you. I know. I know you have many prophetic words in your life that tell you how great and how wonderful you'll be and how, and how mighty you will be. And you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody say barbecue, that religious devil. I don't find no prophecy like that in the, in the book of Acts. I don't find it. Do you find it? Have you ever seen a prophecy about Peter? Peter, you're going to be. No, Jesus said, Peter, the devil tried, wants to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. He told Ananias, tell Paul all the things that he's going to suffer for me. See, but in our humanistic world, we want it all to be about us. In the humanistic world, man is the center. Man is the center. And, and believe, if, whether you believe it or not, you have been, you've been affected by that philosophy of humanism. That's why you, 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 want, you want to talk about you all the time. That's why people are taking pictures on Facebook about themselves called selfies. And then post it. They stand in front of a mirror sometimes, take a picture. You can, you can see them taking a picture of themselves in front of a mirror. How many of you have done that? Nobody raise your hand. <laughs> Selfies. 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 <laughs> I know we're laughing at this, but that's a sign of how humanistic our culture has become. Me, 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 me. You know, and preachers get tempted with that. We, 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 we get tempted by that spirit. And here's how. We, we want to we wanna modify our messages and add stuff like God's going to bless you. God, if you do this, God will give you this. If you do this, God will bless. And, and we try to motivate people to do something that they really didn't want to do, but we're going to give them a promise to get them something, to get something from them. Oh, my God. Lord, purify my heart. Purify us. Amen. Where, where were we? Verse 26. So the Holy Ghost testifies of the Lord. 
Verse 27, and you also, Jesus said, shall bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to testify. So the, the, the 12 apostles of the Lamb had a task to testify of Jesus. And when they did in the book of Acts, there was great power. Great power. The, the scripture says with great power gave they testimony of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. With great power. Hallelujah. Great demonstration to the point that everybody that was there was healed. You know, they had, a, they had the same track record that Jesus had. Everybody was healed in their meetings. Read it in the book of Acts. When Jesus prayed for people to be healed, anybody that was sick in the meeting was healed. Everybody that was sick, anybody that was demon-possessed was healed. It, whoever was in the meeting, the Bible says he healed them all. 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 Amen. And the same testimony in the book of Acts with the apostles, he, they healed them all. And everybody that was sick was healed. Amen. What about us? Maybe we need the same testimony that they had. Perhaps, just maybe, I'm just thinking, okay, out of, out of my logic mind, maybe we should preach what they preach. Maybe we should testify of the Son of God. Maybe we should tell people he's a healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change if he ever healed anybody. He's going to heal you too. God is not a respecter of persons. Amen. If he ever delivered anybody, he's going to deliver you too this morning. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. And I'm not going to tell you to give $1,000 to get it. You know why? Because Jesus already paid the price for your healing. Jesus already paid the price for your deliverance. Jesus already paid the price for your breakthrough. We already fought this battle, I think, in the dark ages. Didn't we fight this battle already in the dark ages? When the Roman Catholic Church made believers pay indulgences to get something from God? Glory to Jesus forevermore. So the Holy Ghost came to testify specifically of him. So, so the more of the spirit you have, the more your life should be about Jesus. Right. Because if the Holy Ghost came to testify about him, and we're asking more, hallelujah, of the Spirit of God. Now I want more of the Holy Ghost. I want great more room for him and get all the junk out that is not of him so he can put more. Then my life, hallelujah, will become more and more about reflecting Jesus, manifesting Jesus, the life of Jesus. Amen. Exemplify, modeling Jesus, being a witness of Jesus, suffering for Jesus. Amen. Going for Jesus, changing the world for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that true? Glory to God. So there is a testimony of God in Matthew chapter 3. This is when Jesus was baptized with the Holy Ghost. And God the Father appears on the scene to give his testimony. Let's start in verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And a voice from heaven came saying, This 
is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I can't imagine the father being anxious to come out there and tell everybody. Let everybody know, this is the one I've been prophesying to you about for thousands and thousands. He's here now. He's here now. He's walking the earth now. Hallelujah. And when he came, he was healing. He was delivering. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Go to another scripture in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5. They're having a supernatural meeting, and Jesus is transfigured. The Son of God is transfigured before their eyes, and his face was shining like the sun, and his garments began to be white as light. And in verse 5, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased hear ye him oh now we're taking it to another dimension now now it's not just about the announcement of the son of God now it's not just about him coming and manifesting now it's about discipleship now it's about obedience now it's about following him and doing what he did. Now it's about action. Hear ye him. This is the, the command of the father was to look to the son and to listen to him, to hear him and obey him. But how many people obey Jesus today? There's denominations upon denominations and churches upon churches and gatherings upon gatherings. And they all have their philosophies and all have their visions and they all have their things that they do. But how many of them line up with the hear ye him? With the testimony of the father. If the father said hear ye him, what do you think you ought to be doing? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord and do not do the things that I say? Many will come unto him in that day, but, and he will tell them, he will tell them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And say, but Lord, but Lord, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. I cast out devils. I healed the sick. I raised the dead. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You don't know me. It's getting quiet in here. Maybe they didn't do the hear ye him part. You know, God will do miracles, not because you're so mighty and so wonderful and so beautiful and so cute. But God will do a miracle because somebody's believing. If you, come, if you come to the altar when the altar is open, it is not because the preacher, in this case me, is so mightily anointed. It's because of your faith. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. Do you believe? Do you believe this morning? Do you believe that God is on your side? Do you believe, hallelujah, that he will never leave you and not forsake you? Do you believe that? You will have what you believe. So that's the testimony of the Father. Now let's go to 1 John. In verse 1 of 1 John, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. He's talking about Jesus. Come on, say that name, Jesus. Verse 2 says, for the life was manifested. That's the Son of God. The life was manifested. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life. The life was manifested, and we have seen it. 
and bear witness. See, the same, we bear the same witness that the Father has. We bear the same witness that the Holy Ghost has. We bear the same witness that the Scripture has. And show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was now manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. My goodness. See, they had a, they, they, Jesus said, you're going to testify of me also because you have been with me from the very beginning. And John was faithful to that. He's saying the life was manifested on us. This is our testimony. He walked with us. We touched him. We handled him. We heard him. Hallelujah. And that life was manifested unto us. And every one of us that hears us, hallelujah, you will have fellowship with us as well in that same thing. Amen. Glory to God. Now let's go to 1 John chapter 5 verse 9. If we receive the witness of men. The witness of God is greater. The, another translation says the testimony of God, which I like better. The testimony of God is greater. For it is the testimony of God which he has testified of his son. God testifies of his son and this is the greatest testimony, greater than any testimony that you could have. Every other testimony comes out of this testimony. Every healing miracle comes out of that testimony. Every miracle financial breakthrough comes out of this testimony that Jesus is the Son of God. Verse 10. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. Say it, I've got it. Now, you know, that witness will make the world nervous. That witness will shake kingdoms that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus, they died preaching that Jesus is the Son of God and that He's alive, that He's resurrected from the dead and He's here in our midst. Hallelujah. Wherever two or three are gathered in His name, there He says, I am in the midst of them. He's alive, somebody. Yes. We have the testimony in us. He that believes not God has made Him a liar. Because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he that has the son has life. Somebody shout, I got life. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like you got life on the inside of you. But if you've got the Son of God, you've got life in your spirit. You've got eternal life that can be killed. It's in your spirit. And all you got to do is release your faith of the Son of God into your situation, into your, into your family. Hallelujah. With faith. And it will produce things for you. Amen. Just do it. It's easier for us to come to, to a man of God. And think we're going to receive life that way when you have it in you. Say, I got it in me. Why do I feel like I'm preaching heresy? I am not preaching heresy. 
I am not preaching heresy. Whatever devil tells me that, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I am not preaching heresy to say that he that has the Son of God has the life of God, has the life of the Son of God within themselves. Somebody shout, I've got the life of God in me. I've got the life of God in me because I have the Son of God in me. Amen. Make that devil mad. See, there's certain truth that we have lost. And we have to recover those things. It's simple, but it's truth. Amen? And then he says, hallelujah. He that does not have the son has no life. So if you're here today and you don't have the son of God, and you've been coming to church and you don't have a relationship with the son of God, You've been hearing about the Son of God, but you don't have a relationship with the Son of God. And you're just coming to church because, you, because it's the thing to do. Because you think by coming to church, you're serving God. Don't be deceived, my brother and sister. The Son of God has to be in you. When the Son of God is in you, you have life. And even though you die, you won't die. You have life. Your body may die, but you won't. These things have I, verse 13, the last verse of this portion. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, Jesus. Come on, say that name again, Jesus. That you may know that you have eternal life. That you may know that you have it. See, you know, when you're, going, you're not, you're not going to have eternal life when you die. You have it now. Somebody say, I have it now. See that there's healing in that life. There's deliverance in that life. It's the God kind of life that is in you. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. You have the authority of God in you. The life, the authority is in the life. The power is in the life. The glory is in the life of God. It's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen, somebody. We hope this message has equipped and strengthened you to boldly follow Jesus. If you would like to know more about Brian Burke International, visit brianburke.org or write to Brian Burke International, P.O. Box 4153, Hallandale Beach, Florida 33008 or email us at info at Until next time, God bless.